Welcome to the Oceans Church Podcast. We pray that as you join us for this message, you are blessed, encouraged and empowered to bring the Kingdom of Heaven into your spheres of life. And we are stoked that you are here. We stoked that you you have made it to church today because we are in our new series called Dominion. Dominion is all about taking back the ground that the enemy has stolen. And it's going to be a powerful series. If you don't have faith tonight, I promise you, I have enough faith for the whole room. So you're all good. But I encourage you, lean in, come expectant. God is on the move and he's, he's, all he has to do is partner with us. We have to be willing to partner with him in that. Because whether we know it or not, You know, that's the enemy's goal, right? That's the plan of attack from the enemy to take ground in our lives, to take ground in our homes, in our cities, in our state, and in our world. And as growing up, I have siblings. Who here has siblings? Yeah, most of us. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I have two sisters. Um, So I feel like anyone with sisters would very much understand when I say um, growing up, I think it was the most infuriating thing when you would go look for a piece of clothing um, and you'd like, you'd tear your wardrobe out, you'd pull all the, the clothes out of the cupboard, you'd look in the washing machine, nah, it's not there, you'd, you'd look on the line, you'd yell to your mum, 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 where's my clothes? Where are my clothes? And she'd give you that look like, I don't think you're talking to me like that, do you? I don't think you're talking to me. And then you knew you were in trouble after that. But only to find your sister walks in wearing that exact piece of clothing. Has anybody else gone through that? I know. Yep, come on. And all of a sudden, you're like, you see red, right? You see red. You're like, you had no right. That's not yours. Doesn't even look good on you anyway. Yeah, take it off. Give it back. It's not yours. And all of a sudden, you know, you're like reaching for the item, ready to tackle them right there. I mean, I was an MMA fighter. I'm telling you. I was, it was war. It wasn't pretty, but you were always determined to take back what was yours. And let me tell you, I got it in the end. I always, I always got it in the end. Um, but it's the same with the enemy. And no, I'm not talking about our siblings. I'm talking about the devil, right? The devil steals from us. It says, Jesus said in the word, the devil has come to steal, kill and destroy. And the devil steals or comes for our peace, right? He comes for our joy. He comes for our hope, our health, our identity. He comes for our focus. He comes for our patience and even our love for others. I mean, there must be something so valuable within that, right? Something so precious, something so good if the enemy is trying to take it away from us, he's trying to steal it. And I know some of you might be thinking, well, actually, what gives Satan the right to steal from us? Well, actually, a long time ago, we gave ourselves over to the rule of Satan. We gave him access to our lives. Right back at the beginning, God gave humanity dominion or authority to reign, um, to rule and reign over the earth. Genesis 1, 27, 28 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created the male and female. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Have dominion over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So God initially gave us dominion, rule and reign over the earth, right? But then humanity rebelled against God. And instead of submitting to him, humanity actually submitted to Satan, the devil, right? And gave the authority to the devil to rule and reign over the earth. See, the devil had power but no authority to exercise it. So Satan tempted Adam and Eve to submit to him and and as they did, they gave their authority over to the devil. 
And now the devil has been given the authority to exercise his power in the earth and the li- in, in the lives of those who submit to him. And, and it's so evident. We can so clearly see the evidence and the impact that it has on this world today. We're living in the direct result of that decision, right? But here's the good news, right? Here is the good news. The good news is that, Jesus, that God, God sent Jesus to take it back. God sent Jesus to take it back. Jesus came as a man representing humanity. Jesus lived a perfect life, fully submitted to God, which made him an acceptable sacrifice on behalf of humanity. So that through his death on the cross that paid for our sin and by the power of his resurrection, he took back authority to rule and reign on the earth. And now Jesus has dominion. Praise God, hey, isn't that worthy of his pra- our praise? Come on, let's give him praise for a second there because he's worthy of that. He's taken back dominion. 1 Peter 5.11, to him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Jesus has all authority. Doesn't that excite you? Doesn't that just take the pressure away when we hook our faith into that. And now Jesus gives us back the authority that we gave away. And through Jesus, we have the right to rule and reign and have dominion to take back the ground that the enemy has stolen. Come on, church. Romans 8.32 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Who can be against you? God is not against you. He loves you so much. He designed you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He knows the very amount of hairs on on your head. He loves you more than the amount of grains of sand in the earth or the amount of stars on the sky. He loves you so much. Do you think he doesn't love you? It's not true. He is for us. It says it in his word. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? If you inherit land, right, if you inherit land, of course you're going to get everything within that land, right? You're not going to be inherited land and say, oh, that little tree right in the middle, that's not yours, you can't touch that. No, that's not how it works, right? When you inherit in land, you inherit the flowers, you inherit the trees, you inherit the treasures in the ground. All, is your, all of it is yours to inherit. It was given to you. And just as we took back the clothing from our siblings that was rightfully ours, so did Jesus take back what the devil had stolen for us and gave it back to us. Does that not excite you? Does that not excite you? It excites me. Come on, 1 Corinthians 3, 21, 23. All things are yours, whether the world or life or death or the present or the future. All are yours and all belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. And if you take away any scripture and apply any scripture from this series. Let it be this one that I'm about to say. God said to Joshua, saying, and he's saying to us in Joshua 1 verse 3, wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I, the Lord, have given you. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life, for I, the Lord, am with you. So here Joshua was about to take the land that God had given them, but what stood in the way was what? The giants, the enemy. 
But God was saying, don't look at the giants. Don't look at the enemy. Look at me. Look at me. I have given you authority to take this land. Don't look at them. Look at me. Hey, focus on me. I have spoken. This is what I've given you. This is yours to take. So over the next few weeks, we will be having a look at three particular areas that we will be taking ground in as a church. Because we're going into this united, amen. We're going into this united. We are believing for a move of God in your life. Don't you mistake it. We are believing for breakthrough in your family life. We are believing for healing to break out through Ocean's Church. Are you ready, church? Are you excited? Are you excited? Come on. You're invited onto this journey. This isn't just our journey to do. You are invited on this too. And in this series, we're in our prayer and fasting as a church, 21 days of prayer and fasting, because we believe that fasting turbocharges your prayer. Now, it says in the Bible, some things actually can't, can only be dealt with through prayer and fasting. And we've just finished one week, uh, week one, and you're welcome to join us, whether it be today, tomorrow, midway through the week, you are welcome to join us. Um, you're welcome to do the full fast, partial fast, whatever that looks like for you. Pray to God, listen for the sermon, ask him to speak to you, but you can find more resources online at oceans.church forward slash dominion on how to fast, how to, how to do this. Um, so we're not alone. It doesn't have to be a big, scary thing, but let's just do it together. Hey, let's do it to united as well. I encourage you, join us. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be challenging because the fruit from it is so rewarding. Just as the early church in Acts were, we want to be devoted to prayer. They were dedicated to prayer and it was the key to seeing Jesus continue what he started, right? Through the church by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we want to see revival, if we actually genuinely want to see revival, then we have got to be devoted to prayer. And I encourage you, get online. You can wake up at 5.59, stay in bed, chuck on Zoom, turn off your camera, put your prayers in the comments. That's it. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but at least you're there. At least you're surrounded by like-minded people who have the same vision, who are ready to see God move. Your prayer is counted towards that. Come on, let's do this as a church. I encourage you, come to in-person meets, Tuesdays, Thursdays, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., 8 Cleaver Street, West Perth. Come on. There's something different about being in the room together, right? There's something different when we pray and stir up our hunger and seek God's face in a room together. Things shift. Things break off. Healing comes. Deliverance comes. I'm telling you, it is powerful. I encourage you, be there. It's going to be awesome. Revival starts with us. Revival starts in us. If we're praying for a revival, but we aren't infatuated with God and who God is and what he's done for us, then what are we doing? It starts with us. There is no one better, there is no one better to pray than you. That's it. You're it. God has chosen you. God has purposed you. He's called you. You're it. You are a perfect person to pray, to seek God's face, to pray in the spirit, to ask God to break things off. That's you. So this week, we've been praying into healing and deliverance, and we'll have time at the end of the service to pray for you too if you're wanting healing in any area or deliverance we're going to be praying for, physical breakthroughs, emotional, spiritual, mental, generational breakthroughs. And we've been praying into this all week. I'm ready. People are ready. We're coming expectant. We're hungry. We're bold. And we believe that breakthrough is here. Breakthrough is now. 
The Holy Spirit is ready. He's always ready. We are the ones who have to partner with him. Amen? Are we ready to partner with him tonight, church? Come on. So the title of my message is Prepaid. Prepaid. Prepaid, like back in the olden days, like 15 years ago, (laughs) when you had to like pay 15 cents to send your friends like three text messages. And then if you're a teenager in high school, like me, you'd have to ask your mum, Mum, I was really rude as a kid. Mum, take me to the post office. Take me to the post office so I can recharge my phone, prepay so I can send my friends like three more text messages. Oh, the problems you face as a teen, am I telling you the truth? Just kidding. Um, But Jesus, Jesus has prepaid for your healing and deliverance. He has. And it's a prepay that will never expire. It will never run out and it will never run dry. Matthew 8.16 says, That evening many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command and he healed all the sick. No one was favoured or overlooked. He didn't choose a better-looking person or someone that looked like they had it all together. No, he healed all the sick. And this fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah who said, He took our sickness and removed our diseases. His death and resurrection has prepaid our healing. Isaiah 53.5, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. And by his wounds, we are healed. Jesus has prepaid for your healing. Jesus has prepaid for your family's healing. Jesus has prepaid for your friend's healing. And it is finished because of the work on the cross. Do we need to beg for it? No. Do we need to demand it? No. Do we need to to knock on the doors and shake the house down? No. It's already been paid, right? It's prepaid. We can receive what we paid for. What a beautiful picture of who God is, right? He loves us so much that he actually found a way to be with us. I'm sure that we've all had that within our lives in an earthly sense. Imagine how much more it means that God's done that for us. He found a way to help us to walk in freedom, to walk in dominion. We don't need to beg. We don't need to demand it. We can receive it by faith. Hebrews 11.1, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And it gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. And it so clearly says in the written word right here that we can have one, confidence about what we hope for. And two, assurance of things that we don't see. And maybe you're yet to see healing or breakthrough within your life, but you can be confident in this. Jesus has paid for it. He has. And you might say, Ash, well, it didn't work before. I've had prayer before and I wasn't healed, so why bother? Why try again? I had faith. I didn't see it. Why why would I bother? Why would I try again? Well, I'd like to share some potential reasons why we don't always get healed. And I'm not saying that this is it. These are just potential reasons, but I know for myself, these were all reasons why I wasn't being healed. So maybe they'll help you too. And because, hear me, this is not to condemn. There is a lot of mystery when it comes to this stuff, a lot of mystery when it comes to God, because we will never actually know the full extent of God's plan and purpose for us. But I just want to reiterate, we don't ever want to be a church where people feel guilty for not being healed. 
We don't want to be a church where people feel lower than or less than or feel like they have less faith. That's just simply not true. And it's definitely not biblical. But here are a few potential reasons that I know for myself have been vital in my walk with God and maybe they'll help you too. But whether we do experience healing in this life or not, one day when we go to eternity, if you're a believer, there will be no more sickness, no more disease and no more pain. Revelation 21.4 says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All of these things are gone forever. Amen, hey? There is hope beyond this life in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus was resurrected in a new body and one day we will receive a new body too with no more sickness, no more pain and no more disease. Our hope is not in this life. Our hope is in eternity. Our hope is in the future, amen? So you will receive full healing. The question is just a matter of when. So what are some potential barriers to receiving healing? Well, one could just be super simple. We give up too easily. We give up too quickly. Jesus said, ask, keep on asking, right? But sometimes we pray once and we conclude, I mean, well, that's it. Jesus isn't healing today. Door closed, not happening, given up. That's it, story over, right? I mean, we struggle to persist with things that are unseen. I know I do. It's just a part of society and culture and the way that the world is today. We are more persistent and dedicated and put far more energy into, you know, getting our devices connected to, to Wi-Fi than we do to receiving the, and believing for healing from God, right? You know, maybe our AirPods aren't connecting or working to, with our phones. Oh, we better get that going, better keep trying, better keep trying. Can't have no AirPods, right? Coffee machine, not working. We plug, unplug, press buttons, do what we can to get our morning coffee, Right? We don't just try once and give up. We keep connecting and trying because we want that music for our morning run, right? We want that music for our study. We want that coffee for our morning so our whole day isn't in shambles, right? Is that just me? (laughs) We'll see. We persist until we get what we want, paid for. We put far more effort into our daily things or the things of this world than encountering the reality of God through healing, Even Jesus needed to persist in the Bible when he healed a blind man that he was seeing shadows that looked like trees. He couldn't properly see it. So Jesus, what? Persisted. He kept on praying. He kept praying until that man could see in the 4K resolution, baby. Am I right? And if this was the case for Jesus, how much more of it is a case for us? Far too often we give up too early and therefore cut ourselves off from receiving what God has for us. We need to persist. We need to keep praying. Keep asking. Come to the front and receive prayer whenever you can, whenever it's on. Come to the front, receive prayer. Keep asking. Keep persisting. God loves that. It pleases his heart. And too often we base our theology on our experience rather than letting our theology inform our practice. I was once prayed for and I didn't get healing, so the conclusion is God doesn't heal. That's it. Therefore, Your theology or your understanding of God is based off your experience. But God wants our practice to be informed by our theology and understanding of God. See, our theology is just knowing God, right? Bill Johnson even says Jesus is perfect theology. 
And in John 14, 9, Jesus said, if you want to know what God is like, then look at me. Look at me because when you see me, you see the Father. He healed them all. He healed them all. And I just want to elevate God's character for a second. I think this is super important because so often we can be so quick to be angry or misjudge or accuse God, but this is God's character. God is good. God is loving. God is kind. God is filled with compassion. God is moved by you, by the things that break your heart. God is faithful. And so the blockage or connectivity is not to do with our access to God or the things of God, but it's actually to do with us, right? It's to do with our human nature and the things that we think or say or do that interrupt the connection to God. So the first blockage could potentially be that we just give up too, far too easily, too quickly. No, I've had a lot of things in my life that I've needed healing from. And if you know me from a bar of soap, then you know that I tell it a lot. <laughs> um, but that's because God is good, you know. I've had to have healing from, you know, crippling, crippling anxiety. I couldn't get out of bed. I was just stuck there. I could work one day a week. That was it. Depression, abuse, heartbreak health issues, generational curses. There's a lot that God has had to heal. And a lot that I've prayed for, for healing and freedom over. And you know what? Most of it, most of the healing that I received actually didn't happen in an instant. It didn't. It took persistence. It took intentionality. It took the word of God spoken over and over and over and over my life, over in my mind and my soul until I saw the breakthrough. But when I got there, man, it was freeing. And this is not just for me. It's not. It's for every single person. This is God's desire for every single person that we would experience his version of freedom and his version of healing within our lives. God is good and he is on the move today and Jesus is working miracles today. Amen. Are we feeling good? So good. The second thing that could potentially be blocking um, healing within our lives is unforgiveness. We need to forgive others because we have been forgiven, right? In Ephesians 4.32, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And when we forgive, we actually unlock the power of healing within our lives. Unforgiveness can actually act as this blockage in a pipe, right? When there's something in the way, things aren't able to flow as well as they should. You might have like a little trickle coming through, but once you remove that thing, that blockage that was not actually supposed to be there, and you use it for its intended purpose, watch it flow to its full potential. Watch the Spirit move freely within your life as we humble ourselves enough to remove the things that hinder the move of God in our lives, Forgiveness unlocks the power of healing. Maybe you need to forgive someone. I've had to forgive a lot of people. <laughs> Probably still do, to be honest. But maybe you've got unrecognized unforgiveness, you know, toward your parents maybe. Maybe it's to your spouse, to your friend, to your colleague, to your pastors maybe, to a stranger. Maybe it's to your children. Ask the Holy Spirit, who do I need to forgive? Who do I need to forgive? He'll speak. He will speak. He is a kind, gentle, loving, good father. 
Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. He's not there to condemn. He's not there to make you feel guilty for it. That's of the enemy. That's not him. He's there to set you free. He's there to bring healing. Are we going well? Awesome. And the third thing is ongoing sin. Sometimes there can be a blockage because of ongoing sin in our lives. This was a big one for me. It was. The Bible says that we need to submit to God, resist the devil, and then he will flee. But unfortunately, we give access sometimes to demonic powers in our lives. Because instead of submitting to God, we've submitted to the devil, to the enemy. He has power, but when we submit to him, we actually give him the authority to use that power in our lives. We can open the door to him unknowingly. We can give him a foothold in our lives. And some things that that can look like are actually small things like bitterness, anger, lust, comparison, gossip, slander, malice. Maybe it's some big things like witchcraft. Maybe it's, you know, watching movies with witchcraft. Maybe it's tarot cards, whatever it is, small things that you think are fine, but actually open the door to the enemy. It's just good to be aware of it. And sometimes this can actually cause physical sickness in our body. Sometimes we give access to our emotions and our minds. Sometimes it has access to our emotions and our minds because we give it access, right? But this is really easily and quickly changed as we turn from sin and we turn to God for forgiveness. It doesn't have to be, you know, a big, scary, overanalyzed thing, right? We can just simply, it can just simply be repentance. That's all. Turning from the sin and running towards God. And then, as we submit to Jesus in this area of our life, we remove the right that Satan has. And then it's easy to be healed and delivered because Jesus has prepaid for it all. He has the victory. He does. He has the victory, church. We can walk in that freedom. And I want to share some testimonies tonight to stir your faith, to stir up your hunger because people within our church in Oceans Perth and Oceans Albany within these last few weeks, these are testimonies from that. God is moving. He is on the move. These are our people that have seen and encountered a radical move of God in their life. Does that stir your faith? I haven't even started. That stirs my faith. Come on. Someone had Crohn's disease. They were diagnosed with Crohn's disease. They were really thin, really sick, couldn't eat. Someone had a word for her to keep worshipping. God gave her a scripture. And as she began to worship and pray and seek God and ask Him for discernment on what direction to go, over time, she was actually strengthened and she recovered, fully healed. The doctors actually couldn't believe it. He was, they were healed in Jesus' name of a disease that you can't get healed from. Right? Someone had irreversible liver damage. End of 2021, the doctor told her she had liver damage from medication when she was younger, underlying health issues. And mid-2022, she received prayer. And in, oh, it gets me so emotional. In December, January this year, she went to the doctor up to get some blood results, completely healed. Liver function, come on, isn't that amazing? Liver functioning, completely normal, irreversible damage reversed. Irreversible damage healed in Jesus' name. Someone last, last week, was healed after being prayed for. Someone had a major back issue. People were aware of her back issues. They were aware of it and how it affected her, right? She received prayer. 
Over the next hour, she felt heat spread all over the area. Come on, isn't God so good? Totally healed, totally healed. Others could see the difference that it had made. That's how much of an impact it was having on her. People were healed during worship. Last week in Oceans, Perth, before the service, some, someone had prayer over their back, completely healed. Someone else had prayer over their shoulder. They couldn't turn their head, completely healed. I'm telling you, God is on the move. He's already on the move. He's working. The Spirit is working. He's waiting for us to partner with Him. Are we willing to partner with Him? Are we willing to partner with Him? Come on. Why don't we stand? In a moment, um, we're just going to open the altar for people that want to come to the front for prayer for for physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, generational, whatever it is, if you want healing, we're opening up this space for you. Because He loves you so much. He, he wants to see you healed. He wants you to walk in freedom. It's not for one specific person or just for this church. Every single person. He healed them all. But first, before we get to that, I want to pray for the most important healing that you could ever receive. Because of our sin, you know, a natural part of life, because we are human, we damaged our relationship with God. But God has made a way to restore that relationship, amen? He has. Through Jesus, paid for our sins so that we could be healed. If you want healing in your soul, Jesus wants to give it to you. He wants you to walk in freedom. But first, to do that, we actually have to submit to Jesus. We have to turn from living for ourselves and live for God. It's a freeing thing. The relationship we have with God, sorry, that's my daughter. She's getting vocal. Thank you, Rai. Amen. Turn from living for ourselves and live for God. All it is is a simple repentance. Repentance just means changing direction. Choosing to turn the course, refocusing, reprioritizing my life. God is the most trustworthy thing that you can be sure of in your life. He is. And He's saying tonight, trust in me, submit to me, give your life to me, let me lead you. It's an exciting journey. It's, <laughs> there are hardships in life, whether you are with God or not God, but the difference, not with God, but the difference is that when you are in a relationship with God, He's walking with you. He's giving you peace. He's giving you strength. He's giving you love. He's giving you joy. That's the difference. So with every eye closed and every head bowed tonight, in this safe space between you and God, we just want to open up this opportunity for, I'm speaking to two people here tonight, people that have never accepted Jesus into their heart, or maybe you've walked away and you're wanting to come back to Him tonight. Recommit your life to Him. Go all in for the things of God. If that is you with every eye closed, would you be so bold as to just raise your hand so I can just see who we're doing this journey with? So I can see who we're praying for, how we can help. Maybe you're watching online and you've decided to take that step. That's so awesome. If you have, just pop a comment in the comment section and one of our team will get, that, get back to you because, you know, we want to do this journey together. We want to we wanna help you in this journey. But why don't we just say this prayer together, Lord, um, guys. Let's just realign 
our hearts to the Lord, realign our hearts to God. So let's say, Lord, thank you for showing me what freedom looks like. Thank you for leading me to this moment. I'm sorry for the way I've lived my life apart from you. Tonight I choose to walk with you. Would you forgive me of my sin? Would you come into my heart and make me new? Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God a shout, hey? He's so good. God, you are worthy. God, you are worthy. You know, we're about to open up this space for an altar call. So if you're part of the prayer team and you're, um, you're on, why don't you come to the front? We'll make a space for people that are wanting prayer. If God is stirring in you, if, if you feel something, if you're feeling stirred by the Lord, maybe you know what it is, maybe you don't know what it is, can I encourage you, let's be bold, hey? Let's be bold. Let's, let's have our heart break for the things that breaks God's heart. Let's, let's live in freedom. Let's walk in victory. Let's have dominion that Jesus paid the price for. So if that is you, start making your way to the front. Come on, God is moving. I'm just gonna pray over us before we get into this. But yeah, come to the front if that is you. Lord, have your way. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, would you rest in each and every single heart that wants prayer tonight, Father? Would we have the courage and the boldness to step out in faith, Lord, to receive healing, to receive deliverance in the name of Jesus because you have prepaid it all. You have prepaid for our healing. We can walk in that victory. We can claim dominion because you have paid for it all. In Jesus' name, have your way. Thank you for listening to the Oceans Church podcast. For more information, visit oceans.church.